This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. To my favorite murder, the mini seod. The mini times when we tell you your many, many stories. So you, you've written so many stories into <laughs> us, and now we're going to present them to you. Back at you. Hometowns, things that have happened to you that got you into true crime in the first place. That's, that was the original. Yeah. Now we've gone off into ghost stories. We've gone off into sinkholes. Mm-hmm. But this is specifically, um, this is where we gather all those stories yeah. and then retell them to you it's almost like the the just the weird stories that you can't tell anyone else yeah we just want your weird stories bring your weird stories here and then we'll tell everybody else yeah about them and yeah for example yeah are you ready i'm ready the subject line of this is john belushi haunted my baby brother <gasps> dear karen georgia Stephen, and pets i've been wanting to write to you for some uh for a long time and finally during a recent and still active binge of the podcast got the inspiration i grew up in the suburbs of los angeles with my parents younger sister and younger brother my brother at the time of the story takes place was two to three years old okay. one day our house's septic tank backed up and flooded our entire house my mother being who she is decided that the only place that could comfortably house a family of five was the chateau marmont oh girl oh damn once we're talking about the chateau marmont Uh you know we're in hollywood baby shit girl so so uh this mother of threes like let's get this whole act down to the chateau marmont you know what this is disgusting was do it was your mother candy spelling um (laughs) Okay, so we moved into one of the bungalows, a two-bedroom standalone (gasps) house, perched above the pool, which just so happened to be the same bungalow in which John Belushi died from an (gasps) overdose in 1982. Shut up. Uh Uh-huh. My parents took the master bedroom, my sister and I shared the second bedroom, and my brother, who was still in a crib, got a large walk-in closet. Enjoy. Throw your kid in the closet. <laughs> uh, strange little things would happen in the house, like smoke alarms going off for no reason. They do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Doors slamming shut. That's the wind. Lights <laughs> turning on and off. Electricity. Yeah, that's how lights work. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and overall feeling that there was just some sort of energy around you mm. and it wasn't a negative energy just a presence that you could feel like a soft breeze blowing by Ooh. you well well that's the breeze uh that's called a breeze my toddler brother began waking up during the night calling for my mom she would repeatedly go check on him come and comfort him and tell him to go back to sleep one night she asked what was bothering him and he replied the funny man woke me up he wants to play cars 
She would frequently hear my brother talking to himself while playing, and strange things continued to happen throughout the bungalow. One day, my brother was playing in his room. My mom walked by and saw him sitting on the floor. She walked into the kitchen for a couple of minutes, and then when she walked back in to look in on him, he was no longer on the floor, but standing up in his crib. Since she knew he couldn't climb up in there himself, she asked him how he got there. The funny man helped me. The funny man. He said, this is absolutely the beginning of one of the insidious movies. Yeah. I'm positive. This is a, a cheap and uh, ultimately boring uh, horror movie oh my God. that you're setting up. Um, no offense, not boring to you. But <laughs> I see a lot of those movies. <laughs> really boring. Uh, we eventually changed bungalows. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't hear any more about, about the funny man. Yeah, but like the funny man, like stay there because at the other bungalow, it might be the scary man. The, exactly right. The it, mean man. It might be. <laughs> the funny man is like your best possible fucking possibility think about all the other crazed asshole drug addicts yeah. from los angeles that have stayed at the yeah. chateau marmont go with the comedian yeah um okay so uh a few months later my mom was in bed with my brother reading a book on the history of the hotel mm. she turned to the chapter with john belushi Mm-mm. with a black and white portrait of him um filling a page my brother saw the photo and clearly recognizing it started giggling what is it she asked he wouldn't answer her he just continued to smile she asked again what are you laughing at do you know who that is and he giggled and nodded up and down (gasps) who is that she asked that's my friend that's the funny man it turned out my little brother had been spending his nights playing games with a very lonely john belushi he was so young at the time there was no way there was no way he knew who John Belushi was sure. prior to all of this happening. <laughs> what if he was super into SNL as a toddler? <laughs> Naturally, no one ever talked about his death in that bungalow to a toddler. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this ghost story. It made me feel sorry for John Belushi, but I'm glad he found some solace hanging out with my brother Aww. and hopefully got a few laughs from him. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered, Gina. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That is such a good family story. Okay. This is called Some Spooky Shit for Halloween. And then it uh, sidebar, cats know. Oh. That's right, Elvis. Yes, Elvis. Um, Hi, guys and gals. No, hi, guy and gals. Oh, Steven. I, I thought now that it's almost Halloween, it would be a good time for me to write in about my spooky paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town in Colorado in a house that was super far away from other houses, and it was unanimously agreed uh, was haunted as hell. All of the spooky was reported happening in the same room, the TV room in the basement, of course. Uh-huh. The stories mostly happened during parties with my friends hearing fucked up things or people acting weird in the wee hours of the morning. Except one time when a hippie lady stayed with us down there and told us she heard things screaming in the walls which we decided to blame on raccoons and move on (laughs) (laughs) they're a good catch all those Mm -hmm. raccoons raccoons goodbye my personal experience happened when I I was about 17 my parents were out of town and decided to leave me in the enormous haunted house alone. My dad was allergic to cats, so they had to stay outside in our garage, but I was spooked, so I brought the homies inside. It's fucking right. <laughs> That's right. When, uh, we went downstairs. Because so- they're really going to help you when you get killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cats milling around as you're murdered. <laughs> I'm just like so sad at the idea of a fucking garage full of cats. <laughs> just like nothing as a cat person makes me more sad. No. Um, da, 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 homies inside. 
we went downstairs to watch some TV and I settled into the couch facing the TV with my back to the majority of the room. One of my cats, Mistake. T- mm-hmm. one of my cats, Tito, was on my lap and uncharacteristically really on edge. He kept jolting up and staring over my shoulder at the same corner. I would turn around and look where he was looking. And of course, nothing was there, but he would just but he would just stare. He did this several times. He would go from purring and drooling in my lap to high alert with all his hair on end and staring at the same fucking corner over Mm-mm. my shoulder. Mm-mm. Then suddenly he hissed and bolted out of the room. I decided not today, Satan, and booked it upstairs <laughs> to my room where he was waiting for me on my bed, acting like nothing happened. So I got in bed and finally calmed down enough to fall asleep. The next thing I knew, I had opened my eyes and my nose was an inch away from a wall. As I started to come to, I realized where I was. That's right. I fucking sleptwalked to the corner in the basement. I freaked out. I'm freaking out. Uh huh. And sprinted upstairs and launched in my bed. I checked my phone. It was roughly 3.03 a.m. in in the morning, meaning that I must have been in the corner almost exactly at 3 a.m. No! Mm -hmm. The witching hour! Uh huh. Is it? I mean, yeah. Uh, nothing like that has ever <laughs> happened to me since, and we are now selling the home. My mom used to tell my sister and I that the spirits have watched us grow up, and so aren't a threat to us, but might be mad about something else. But still, fuck that corner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the awesome podcast. Stay sexy and trust your cat, Taylor. And then next to Taylor in parentheses, it says, girl. Girl. <laughs> Taylor, girl. Girl. Taylor's a female. Taylor, girl. Taylor, that was girl. a good story. That's right. Trust oh your cats. God, that's upsetting. To fucking sleepwalk and then wake up in the basement in a corner. Mm-mm. That's in the bad corner. Like if I woke up and I had sleepwalked to the pod loft, which is a relatively like spirit free safe place, mm-hmm. I would be freaked out. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's no good place that you can no. be like. You could sleepwalk to the freezer where all the ice cream is and yeah. still be freaking the fuck out. Right, but to the fucking corner where your cat was kissing to the, at, to the Blair Witch corner uh-huh. where the bad children go exactly right before they're murdered. Exactly. Are you 4 a.m. That's right. Yay! Okay, this one, the subject line is Haunted Elevator with a surprise celebrity cameo. Love it, love it, love it. And how about this? Hi, everybody. Perfect. Thank you. Um, Get creative, though, sometimes. (laughs) Love it. Love everything about it. That's the first line. That's the best. Beautiful. Okay, so my hometown in Atlanta, Georgia. My hometown is Atlanta, Georgia. And my hometown murder forward slash ghost story uh, also happens to include the single most bizarre encounter of my life. Back in 1994, my mother remarried into an extremely wealthy Jewish family when she married my stepdad. Get it. Um, And stack it up. (laughs) My new family and I come from vastly different backgrounds. Um... Don't know if you ladies have watched the show Shameless, but the character Mickey Malokovich is a male version of me when I was coming up. If you haven't seen the show, I was on my way to being a piece of convict garbage. No offense to a convicted felon. (laughs) Anyway, on the first night of Hanukkah 2002, my family celebrated at my step-grandmother's home. She lives in a high-rise in an uber-wealthy part of Buckhead, and her building has elevators you can only use... After the front attendant has given you clearance. Uh Oh, I get it. Love it. Fancy. Mm -hmm. My stepdad, Andy, is my usual sidekick at family functions, but he wasn't feeling well that night, so he didn't attend the party. Without him, I felt out of place and ended up hanging out. That's so sweet. Her stepdad was her sidekick. I know. It's very sweet. Um, 
I fell out of place and ended up hanging out with one of the concierge staff in the downstairs lobby. We were shooting the shit, drinking some booze. Love it. I'd smuggled down from the party. Um, when I started hearing a consistent dinging sound coming from the elevator from a side corner of the lobby, it sounded like somebody was pressing the button to open and close the elevator, but wasn't getting off for whatever weird reason. I looked over and could see the floors opening and closing, the doors opening and closing and the lights inside flickering on and off. I asked the attendant if the elevator was broken and he casually responded, responded, no, it's just haunted. (gasps) He told me that a few years earlier, a bloody man had run screaming into the building after being shot in an altercation down the street and had collapsed and died in the elevator. No. Apparently, the guy who had been the perpetrator was trying to run from the police but didn't make it very far. Um, Oh, the guy had been the perpetrator and was trying to run from police, but didn't make it very far. The attendant told me that ever since the death, the elevator had behaved strangely no matter how many times they had had it serviced. The doors opened and closed on its own, and it acted like it had a mind of its own, taking tenants to random floors, (gasps) going up... going up them all the way back down without opening the door. Shit. Uh, going up then all right, the way right. back down without opening the door and generally being pretty creepy. I thought the attendant was just pulling my leg and I told him I thought he was full of shit when a pleasant British voice chimed in behind me saying, oh no, that elevator is most definitely haunted and I refuse to use it. I turned around to see who else believed this bullshit only to see it was Elton fucking John standing there. What? Wearing a blue, a, a pair of blue pajamas and one of those stocking cap hat things that you might expect to see on an elf. Wait, Stephen is laughing so hard right Stephen, now. did because you he, write this as a prank? <laughs> this is insane. You found it and you were like, I have to give this to them. And you're, he's, he's laughing in a way that he's like excited. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's, you gotta love a celebrity cameo. This is an epic. Um, after a second of me staring at him while I tried to process what I was seeing, he gave me a cute little head nod and wandered off down a side hallway. What? That's the story of how I learned that Elton John lives in my step-grandmother's building, that he believes the elevator's haunted, and that he has some sweet-ass pajamas. (laughs) Cheers, Amber. P.S. My stepdad is my personal hero and best friend, and without him, I wouldn't be half of who I am today. He listens to the podcast with me sometimes, so on the off chance this was read, I want wanted to add that to the record <laughs> why am i crying so much <laughs> that's lovely oh, amber that's very sweet amber. and a great fucking story it's beautiful <laughs> i'm so happy for you amber amber good job you all deserve that I, your mother deserved it you a your nice, mother and she found a wonderful man a wonderful man it didn't matter if he had money it helps it doesn't it helps that he's as my mom would say chill. it doesn't hurt <laughs> never hurt it never hurts <laughs> okay this is called friendly ghost story Ooh. chicago hi mfm fan Thank you so much for making Ghost Stories fair game for minisodes because I have been so excited to share this old ghost story that has been passed through generations of my family. Sweet. You people are the best. Okay, here it is. <laughs> so it was smack dab in the middle of the Great Depression in Chicago, and my great-grandpa was struggling, like everyone else, to provide food and shelter for his wife and several small children. One day he heard word that a local bank had a job available. He immediately dropped what he was doing and sprinted to the bank. But already a huge crowd of men had gathered who all wanted the job. And then it says in parentheses, what a messed up time. 
It really was. Tell me about it. No women uh, couldn't work there? Okay. He waited for hours, but never made it to the front of the line. And eventually the boss man from the bank announced that the job had been filled and they should all go home. Totally defeated. My great grandpa went to the local pub. Sure. And then it says, good for you, grandpa. (laughs) As he was sitting, drinking a beer, a man sat down next to him at a bar. He ordered a drink and they got to talking. After several minutes of chatting, the man out of the blue goes, you should go back to the bank. They have a job available. My great-grandpa was like, no, I was just there, and they hired someone else. The man was like, nope, they have a job available. And my great-grandpa was like, no, they don't. This continues, and I guess my great-grandpa was pretty annoyed with the guy. Eventually, he was like, fine, whatever, I'll go back. He thought that the guy was completely bonkers, but something in him made him walk back to the bank. Like expected, when he got back, it was bank business as usual. There was... The there was no crowd and the posting for the job had been taken down. He was about to turn around and leave when the doors bank doors open and the bank boss man is ushering someone out. Then he pointed to my great grandpa and said, "You here for the job?" My great grandpa was in shock, but somehow pulled himself together enough to ace my, an interview and get hired. Oh. Turns out that the guy the boss man was ushered outside was the one they who they had originally hired, but something didn't work out. As soon as my great grandpa was done with the paperwork at the bank, he ran back to the pub because he wanted to find the man who sat next to him to thank him for somehow knowing the bank job would be open again. You're crying already. I'm going to cry. (laughs) But when he got back, the man was gone. He asked the bartender, did you know the man who was sitting next to me? I need I need to find him. And the bartender said, I don't know what you're talking about. There hasn't been anybody sitting next to you. Sorry. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. I thought you were crazy because you were talking to yourself the whole time. No. My great grandpa was totally confused as he walked home. My family is convinced that that bank job saved him and his family. And so also my mom, my siblings and me. My Irish Catholic family thinks the (gasps) mysterious man was an angel, but I don't know. Friendly ghost seems more likely to me. Stay sexy and always do what your friendly pub ghost tells you to do. Bridget. Can I say, Bridget, what I think it was? Yes. Because in the Great Depression and the crash of 1929, all those bankers killed themselves. Uh-huh. And I bet you was a fucking banker from that bank. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason one of the jobs was open. <gasps> and he fucking went there. It was his job. It was that his they job. Were or his bank. Because why would he even be in there, that bank or know or haunt that bank? <gasps> Ugh, I love it. Scary. I love it. Yeah. I should have saved that one for last. (laughs) Shit, sorry. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. 
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Oh, this one's creepy. This one's creepy just because of like the description of the ghost. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's called a dead camper? Question mark? <laughs> Uh-oh. <gasps> hey, Georgia, Karen, Stephen, and all animals. <laughs> Multiple L's. <laughs> Huge fan of the show, and since it's October, I'm re-listening to last year's ghost stories. They put little squiggly lines in oh. episode. In the event you do something similar this year, or a creepy mini-sode sometime, I hope you find this creepy, too. I was born and raised in a very small town in New Hampshire, home of good old H.H. Holmes. Mm. Back in the early 1900s, our property was a summer camp for boys. Already terrifying. Just the worst idea. The smells everywhere. (laughs) Our Our house's foundation was literally built around the old swimming pool. In our front yard, the concrete from the pool was covered with stones, but as the years passed, they fell off and revealed more paint from the pool. There was also there's also weird things on our property, like a set of old wooden stairs built into a huge hill on just one side. No, creepy. We had a good amount What's of land under there. I don't know. 
And in the backyard, my dad cleared it out to create bike trails and jumps for us. Rad. (laughs) Anyways, when I was probably 12, my friend and I were riding our bikes and rode all the way down to where the clearing ended and the woods began. At the same exact time, we both came to a sudden stop and skidded off our bikes, basically staring at the woods, wondering what in the creepy ass hell we were looking at. Right at the tree line, there was a boy staring back at us who looked to be around nine years old. He was very dirty with shaggy brown hair. He was completely naked except for a shirt made out of fabric. Ew. (laughs) Other than the makeshift shirt. Skirt. It says skirt, not shirt. Okay. Can I? (laughs) So he's naked, but he's wearing a little skirt. Yeah. Okay. Like a, like a wild boy. I like that better than if he was wearing a shirt with no pants like Porky Pig. <laughs> yeah. Like naked from the waist down, little boy. That's bad, bad. No, bad. no, no, no. That's no. emergency situation. Skirt. Okay. Skirt. Okay. Right. Uh, Is it a grass skirt? Other than a makeshift skirt made out of fabric. So okay. probably old timey. Uh, all he had was a dog that was already running away from us. He stared at us for a good 30 seconds before gently shaking his head. I don't know if I would call it a nod. And then he ran after his dog. We both freaked out, ran back home to tell our parents who believed us enough to go and check the woods, but obviously didn't see anything. I never saw him again, but it's always stuck with me. There's always been weird things that have happened at my house. Two of my other friends from childhood have said they thought my house was creepy too. No shit. Yeah. I looked into my house as much as I could. All I really found was evidence of a wealthy businessman back in the day opening a camp that was for boys to teach them about hunting, archery, etc. No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. After that, I can't find anything else. I even worked my town's historical department, but they can't find much more either. My town is small. Everyone knows everyone and whose kids are whose. There's no missing children at the time or ever, basically. It wasn't any of my neighbors or classmates, and I've never seen that kind of dog before around town. I'd like to think it's a boy from the camp that either died there or ran away and died and was a, and then squiggly lines, ghost. Thanks for reading Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered, Katie. He was a ghost. It was a ghost. It's a little boy ghost who, like, is living his best life, like, best ghost life out in the woods. A wild child. He's got his fucking trusty hound with him. But why is he nodding his head? He's just like, yep, you saw me. Oh, he was yes nodding? He said it wasn't like a yes. He said I nodded, nodded his head. I don't know if I would call it a nod. Oh, shaking his head. I don't know if I would call it a nod. Shaking his head is creepy. Shaking is like stay away from this mm, forest uh-huh. or something. You're not supposed to be here because what if that? It, you know what that reminds me of is Fox Island, which is in the um, Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Is that the Michigan Killers? What is it? The Oakland uh, Oakland Child Killer? Yes. And that, that was that weird connection to they started an underprivileged boys camp right. on an island where they flew kids in. The kids couldn't get back off the island. Most of the kids were underprivileged in some way, and they fucking were molesting. Them they and flew in sex perverts to fucking just have their ugh. yes and it, it like wh- wealthy fucking oh my god this is like it's the 40s version but right. th- back when no one would have reported it and it goes to the fucking top it goes to the top it goes all the way to the top oh my god and what if that wealthy businessman who started that fucking camp for boys was named h h holmes oh, it was his first pass do you have another also one? why would you build yes i do um why would you build no over a pool no 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 we saw all sorts of problems it's foundationally and and spiritually <laughs> earthquakely earthquakely spiritually foundationally <laughs> okay wait give me one second because this one yes okay 
My last one here, the subject line is a ghost saved my life. <gasps> right? Oh, are you gonna, am I going to cry? It might as well say a love letter to Karen Kaviar. Okay. It's my favorite. I love it. Listen to this shit. That's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it's done. Yeah. Listen to this shit. On New Year's Eve, when I was six months old, my parents laid me down for bed one night and, wanna, and went on about their business. About two hours later, my dad heard this loud but beautiful whistling. Huh. It being the 80s, he was forced to get up and turn down the TV as we didn't have a remote, <laughs> in parentheses, which they still tell me to this day is the reason they had me to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, as the whistling continued, my dad went to their bedroom to see how the hell my mom could whistle like that. But he found she was dead asleep. Oh, my God. You said dead. And I was like, oh, no, she was dead. That was yeah, a dramatic warning. Whew. Okay. He woke her up to ask her uh, to ask if it was her, and upon realizing it wasn't, then rushed to my room. <gasps> they rushed to my room. Your daughter's an amazing whistler. <laughs> a baby whistler. A baby whistler. My room was ice cold, but I was drenched in sweat. <gasps> when they took my temperature, it was 105.4. Needless to say, I was at the ER in minutes. Once there, they did a spinal tap, ice bath, and x-ray of my chest, um, which they found my lungs filled with pneumonia. <gasps> The doctors told my parents how lucky they were to have brought me because I could have been dead within hours oh if not for them checking on God. me. Fast forward to the 4th of July where our next door neighbors were throwing a pool party. My dad started talking <gasps> to the wife who had lived there for 30 years and out of curiosity asked about the previous tenants of the house. Her eyes lit up when talking about the mother who lived and died next door. <gasps> According to my dad, her exact words were, quote, she was a beautiful woman with several children. Everyone loved her. You see, back in the day, we didn't have air conditioning. So we would leave the windows open to let the breeze in. And you could hear her <gasps> whistling the most beautiful song to her children at night. <gasps> Needless to, ooh, I just gave myself chills. Needless to say, my dad shit his pants at that point <laughs> and probably had a look of shock and horror on his face. Then she started to smile and said, she's still there, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Without knowing anything about our situation, she went on to explain that unfortunately she stopped whistling when her newborn daughter passed away from pneumonia. No, no, no. Stay sexy and let whistling old ladies ghosts save your life, Laura. Oh my God, I have full body chills. I don't care if this is fake. It's great <laughs> writing. And if it's real, even better. Oh my God. Isn't that, I mean. Dude, a hundred Distant, beautiful whistling in and of itself is insanely yeah. creepy. Yeah. But, oh. but then. Gorgeous. Also, a, a baby she's still there isn't she she's still there isn't she <gasps> um a baby having pneumonia and then 30 years later another baby having pneumonia yeah. is like maybe dismantle that side of the house <laughs> there's something in the there's something yeah. in the walls or something absolutely frightening put your baby to sleep in the kitchen from now on please yeah. move that crib over by the microwave <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and the microwave starts going off uh Look at you and your whistle. Isn't that the most beautiful pneumonia whistling you've ever heard? That was beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. Touching. Touching, feeling. Whistling. Whistling. (laughs) Loving. Oil. Learning. Tasing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Send us your stories at myfavoritemurder at Gmail. And, you know, yeah. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alyssa, you want a cookie? (laughs) 